0: Well, hello, Calvary family, and welcome to Calvary Connections Podcast. Today, I have Vicar Jamie.
1: Hello, good to be here. As my
0: guest, uh, standing in for Pastor Jeremiah, who emailed in some of his thoughts on, we're on chapter four, we discovered. We did. Chapter four, great (laughs) chapter on spiritual formation. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that means. What does spiritual formation in a hybrid church look like? And so. Uh, This is chapter four again, and um, I guess initial impressions, Vicar Jamie, on uh, chapter four.
1: Yeah, um, I think one of the things that really stuck out to me in this chapter is how uh, I think Richard was the author of this chapter, how he mentioned um, the importance of intentionality in spiritual growth, how it's something that doesn't necessarily happen passively through participation in, say, worship services or any of the other resources that we offer, which are all good to have offered, but um, one of his quotes, he said that um, a study found that participation in worship services does not in and of itself cause spiritual growth. Yes, Um, which makes sense, I suppose. Very true. um, Yeah. I I wonder if sometimes we forget about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. What do you think? I think think
0: often we we try to combine worship with spiritual formation practices. So we say we we've checked in for our hour, (laughs) a week of of having time with God or being in devotion with God. But you're absolutely right. If spiritual formation is about the process of being formed to look and act more like Christ—it needs to be more than one hour a week.
1: Yeah, formation isn't necessarily <laughs> something you pencil in and check off, right. and then move on with for all sorts of formation. I mean, you, yeah, and... as you
0: say, if you think about any other thing, if you pra- practiced an instrument uh-huh. one hour a week, what would be the formation? I mean, how would you how would you be growing in in being a um kind of a master of that instrument so we know those through other things in life but sometimes we think faith comes through osmosis or because my mom and dad are faithful that somehow i will be faithful but really takes intentionality i like that word of saying i do want to grow into being more like christ and for me what i do just to make this real is even now today i sit through worship service and i try to pick something that really speaks to me something Mm. that really challenges me or draws me in like a special music piece even sure and i just want to repeat that song all throughout the week to draw me closer into what that song the power of that song and by thursday maybe i'm like okay i've heard the song enough but but by friday i hear something else in that song when i hear it or uh you know some part of the sermon that i repeat and so i think for me that's even how i try to make sunday matter by drawing that all into the rest of my week
1: that's it. Yeah, that's great. And that's really important to highlight, um, you know, how through the repetition yes. of services, right? There's so much. I talk about this a lot, like in my preaching and conversations with people, how worship is such a repetitive sort of motion that we all do. And sometimes the process of going through the motions can feel like what we said earlier you're going you're checking off your box you're saying your liturgies your dialogues um and not really thinking about them because that's just what you do on sunday morning but with that intentionality picking out certain songs lines quotes from sermons even you know um paying close attention to like the lord's prayer right Right. and a certain line that just hits you differently when -hmm. you're really thinking about the words that you're saying instead of just saying them to because that's what you do on a right. Sunday morning that's right? what
0: we tell you to do so you do it right <laughs> yeah right no it's so true and I think capturing that this is exactly what spiritual formation is about is trying to really think deeper about that and, and make it become part of you part of who you are and, and again the goal is to reflect Christ and all we say and do and not just leave that for a Sunday morning mm
1: mm-hmm. And I think the hybrid model, um, getting into that yeah. part of the chapter, provides some really interesting and unique For sure. opportunities to incorporate that. Um, and a few things that Richard talks about um, with this intentionality and how um, most people don't get their primary spiritual formation just through participation, uh, he talks a lot about group work and yes. group discussion and how that yes. alternatively is a way to practice that intentionality and to really grow spiritually um, when you're among other peoples in that community mm-hmm. making an effort to incorporate that growth into your relationships and into yourself um, yeah. and your own practices
0: and I do, I think that produces a vulnerability mm-hmm. and an accountability Yeah. you know, so I do think that is an effective model of just going deeper uh, exploring deeper even ref- saying like oh, that struck you in a different way. I never would have thought about that. But now I've been enriched by, you know, that sharing in the small group. Um, uh, Pastor Jeremiah says coming from a small church to Calvary-sized church that he sees how small groups are really important. Sure. Because the smaller churches, they already know each other Almost to a fault, (laughs) they know so much about one another that sometimes hard to go vulnerable, and it's sometimes hard to keep other people accountable. I hear you. But in this larger church, where small groups could really be an effective part of wanting to grow deeper, maybe picking your groups, um, and and this probably happens naturally, but it's not been a, a formal process in our church, and we just haven't gotten our arms around that. But we can see in the spiritual formation whether that's a hybrid model. Or it's a small group model in homes, meeting outside of the church or even here, that um, that could be a really effective way to to grow spiritually.
1: Totally. Yeah. And I can resonate with so much of that coming from a small church myself. And this being the biggest church community I'm a part of, um, I think that intentionality with both spiritual formation and just forming community and getting to know each other um, Mm -hmm. in ways that are easier for us to do online right now than right. in person. Uh, you know, we're at a point right now where we're not gathering and having coffee together right, after right. worship necessarily. Right. Um, so maybe some of the only ways to make that safely happen um, would be to use our online resources that we have. True. Our Zooms, right. our um, right. Skypes, if people still use Skype, whatever. whatever. People use whatever. Google Hangout uh, yeah. to get together safely. Um, and he talks about, too... Uh, one of those benefits with using our online resources for this community gathering um, is how it removes some of the barriers that usually keep us from Mm -hmm. gathering together in extra ways. Um, You know as much as we talk about how spiritual formation is more than just a Sunday morning commitment we gotta be honest that people have full schedules and busy lives and things that make it hard to gather in other times as well. Um, If you gotta scheduled daycares, rides, commutes, all those sorts of things just to get together, to organize and have those conversations. Right. Online can make that a little easier, right?
0: Absolutely. So the meet, what you want to talk about is it is in that small group time for 60, 75, 90 minute times. Mm -hmm. But you're right, when there's a 30 minute drive on either end plus trying to provide childcare, it eliminates all those things. Kids can be in the house, they can be fed, you don't have that hour commute on both ends and you can still get the meat, the heart of what that small group really intends. And I do think that is a positive part of having This option of being hybrid or online or a combination of, let's say just one night I can't find childcare, I can zoom into that group Uh and the group is still gathered or or things like that that we really hadn't thought about doing um, before. Um, Pastor Jeremiah points out too that um, having that, let's say it's a recording even of that group, you go in and listen, you can still write things you can still be might not be Uh two-way but it's a one-way dialogue which is better than no dialogue and reflecting about what the group talked about or how that can be a recording that can be watched later Um, so that's kind of a halfway and then there are some cons to having this and you've experienced that too. (laughs)
1: Definitely. Yeah. So I think we all learned pretty quickly when we trial by fire, this online way of gathering and everything became online at the same time. Uh, Zoom fatigue is such a real concept for so many of us. Um, And I think that's something that this chapter didn't necessarily touch on as much as, maybe some of us have experience. I agree I know for me I'm a very online connected person just always have been um but I always have that barrier between I'm online connecting socializing because I choose to mm-hmm. um and then I'm doing all these other in-person right. gatherings communities formations um because I'm choosing to do that right When it's all forced to be online and you're looking at a screen the whole time, um, it can get physically exhausting, mentally exhausting, and um, distracting a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. Just that fatigue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And having, you know, being on your computer, it's so easy to pop over to your emails or pull up social media. Um, I know for me and my generation, um, she's constantly being connected is such a millennial Gen Z sort of thing. And it's hard to break that connection when you're right there. And
0: yeah. I mean, you're focused on um, spiritual formation in the sense of centering prayer. Yeah. Very hard to do on Zoom when it's 20 minutes of prayer without being like a ding. I wonder, you know, who just Snapchatted me or whatever. And again, having that be part of your mode of just living, how do you kind of shut that off in order to really focus on that spiritual formation? It might not be as effective than sitting in a room without all those distractions.
1: Totally, which takes us back to the intentionality yeah. practice yeah. and, yeah. you know, emphasizing the spiritual practice is a practice. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's something I've wrestled with a lot, um, being an easily distracted, <laughs> always connected kind of person. yeah. I find it hard sometimes to really focus, uh, especially online, in centering prayers or conversations without getting distracted. But I think something, especially this past year that's hit me, is that it's something that you can do when you put in the effort um, to stay connected.
0: Right. Because people have developed these tools maybe mostly because of Mm COVID-19, wanting to still connect with their people. Like you said earlier, you could probably type into YouTube um, Centering Prayer and get 5 million options of things that people have developed over time. It's almost too much to sort through to actually find something that works because the world had to move to that. Right. Versus us putting together our own spiritual formation, centering prayer that would connect with our people. Like, should we use other resources? Filtering through all of that to see what fits our context can be exhausting too. Yeah,
1: and trying to cut through that noise as well yeah. um, with just the overload of content <laughs> online. Sure. Um, podcasts and YouTube videos. Right. And, you know, it might be a little bit harder if we're trying to put something out to bring strangers in people in, um, that could be a positive effect Mm -hmm. if it's a side effect. But really, if we're trying to stay connected with our Calvary community as we are right now, um, this is a great way of offering that and showing that we're still connected. Um, and it really falls on us individually to figure out what helps us, um, in our spiritual journeys the most.
0: Right. What things do we want to hone in on yeah. and develop and to be formed uh, to be more Christ-like? Um, one challenge I think I would give all of you, since all of our um, worship services are online mm-hmm. in some way, live streamed and recorded, that you find something in the worship service that really strikes you. And you post it on your own Facebook page. Totally. And, and maybe more of a question to your um audience who's uh, on facebook or instagram or TikTok or whatever uh <laughs> for, format that you're on and 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 i say a question instead of a statement because we found that the engagement is better when uh, you put out a question there so i you don't know, even if it's janelle's blooper that got you but got you thinking about something christ-like You know, uh, reposting a quote from that or something you, and then have that intentional dialogue with people that are in your community, whether they're spiritual or not. I think it would be a good challenge for all of us just to take something from worship and mull over it a little bit as just something to see how that hybrid online piece could possibly even deepen your own spiritual formation. Yeah,
1: and I think that touches on something that we've been trying to do, Uh, we started implementing this past week of adding an intentionality to engagement with our online worshiping community. Um, if you tuned into the service this past Sunday, you might have noticed um, Char was online typing some messages into the YouTube chat yes. um, as a way of showing, hey, you're still a part of this community even if you're watching from home, even if you're watching later. Right. Um, and the hope is to include those sort of intentional yes. questions and things to pull out of the service into that mm-hmm. online um, chat yes that's something we can do online that we can't do in worship you know right. you might get a look from someone if you're nudging the person sitting <laughs> yeah. next to you and whispering about the service hey um, that's a great hashtag yeah, yeah right, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly right. yeah but you can listen and type in the chat as well yeah. and that's a, a new maybe sort of way of participating um but it could incorporate that intentionality um in hey i'm really processing right. what i'm hearing right now right rather than just sitting back and receiving it so right. if you're listening i'll encourage you if you do check out the service online mm. live or later um keep an eye on the chat as well on youtube mm-hmm. or if we add that to facebook um type some thoughts in there or see what other people are typing Indeed. and connect that way maybe
0: yeah yeah. There's some great challenges. I hope that Chapter 4 got you thinking, too, about your own spiritual formation and how it could be lived out in this hybrid way that we find ourselves with. But our time is up now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can join us on our Zoom conversation on Wednesday night, 7.15, yes. to have a little bit deeper conversation about